At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. This is season one, episode 165, One for the Road. Amal, our last show with our producer, Jacob Roach. We're going to have Neil Everett, old friend of ours from My Guys in the Desert. When we used to be on with Brent, he'd come on the show with us, take a look at some college football, specifically Pac-12. Neil graduated from Oregon, grew up in Spokane, knows that conference very well. Oh, I didn't know he's from Eastern Washington. Yeah. Very cool. Looking forward to have him on. Just a real quick, uh, you know, Mike referenced our great producer, Jacob Roach. Done a tremendous job. We'll get into that towards the end of this show, but really has done a ton of heavy lifting. The fact that he's got to work with you and yours truly, God bless him. He deserves a raise just for that alone. Yeah. And by the way, he's now going from Market 198, Eureka, California, to probably about Market 140 on the Sunday shows. <laughs> Amal, your Ohio State Buckeyes yeah. took on Minnesota last night. You are, you know, one of the most respected voices on this network. People tune in. They want to. I, I couldn't tell by the schedule. You know, they want to improve their betting. They want to become more successful. They want to be profitable. You've helped them to do that over the years. And really, last night was a case study. I know you did a lot of media yesterday talking about the Open of College Football. I think we found a clip from uh, from the Danny Burke show where you were on talking about this game. Yeah, I like, I like Ohio State. I just took the Buckeyes. Uh, lane 14, I didn't get the best of it at 13 and a half. But, you know, it's the difference between, unfortunately, a win and a push. 
Here's the thing, though. People get so scared off on the numbers. In the NFL, it's justified. In college, I don't worry about it quite as much. And as I say that, Danny, I'm sure the game will land 14. You know, Amal, every time I've had a soccer game at two and a half and I didn't bet it early enough and it went to two and I made the bet, it lands two. And every time I don't make it, it's zero, zero. It's, it, anecdotally, remember it that way. I know you were upset even before the game that you missed the best of the number by a couple of minutes there. Well, I thought the Buckeyes were not going to be in a situation where they're kicking a lot of field goals. The reality of it is, on a couple of different shows, I said the Buckeyes would get to 45. That was the number I thought they would get to, but I thought Minnesota would wind up with 17. I didn't think they would be able to score as much as they did. Uh, in terms of the coverage of the, covering the game, I thought the penalty call in Ohio State for roughing the passer, which was just egregious in my opinion, um, really changed the game because the Buckeyes would have had the ball inside the 20-yard line, I think at the Minnesota 19, up three, had a chance to score again. Minnesota couldn't stop them. I'll tell you one thing. C.J. Stroud showed me this kid is going to be a high pick. That arm strength is unbelievable. But the Buckeyes' defense, and give Minnesota's offensive line and running game a ton of credit, they were impressive. It, it, from your expectations point of view on a scale of 1 to 10, how did C.J. Stroud perform last night? Uh, better than I thought. Yeah, I, I, I said I texted back and forth with several people. The game was not too fast for him. He nope. was throwing in time. And the most important thing to me, making quick reads. He was doing an outstanding job. The other thing is Garrett Wilson had two drops in the game. And Joel Klatt said on the one, he goes, oh, the ball was a little bit overthrown. I think Joel corrected himself saying, oh, it might have been the weather. And I think it was a factor. I'd never seen Garrett Wilson drop a ball until last night. Now, some of it might have been the weather because uh, there was one on the sideline as well. But I think this kid can put the ball on the money. You look at those throws. Uh, the one on the crossing route to Olave and then the other one to uh, Garrett Wilson as well. Right on the money. I get they were wide open. But he, those guys didn't have to break stride at all. So really impressive. Buckeyes still have to work on that defense before the Ducks come calling because that Oregon defense will be able to go right up and down the field on this team. But again, Buckeyes without their two starting corners as well. If you're Oregon, yeah. are you happy with what you saw last night from the Buckeyes heading into the big matchup next Saturday? I have to tell you, if you are Oregon, you got a chance to have a just a seminal moment for the program right now. They've never beaten Ohio State. They've got an opportunity to go into Columbus, get a road win. Remember like Oklahoma did with Baker Mayfield. This would be an absolute huge feather in the cap, not only for Oregon, but for the Pac-12. That's why I told you I like Oregon in the uh, points. I know what Ohio State's defense is. Minnesota, I just didn't think we'd be able to take advantage of it. They did, and that's why they, they put up 31. In the game delayed by Lightning, Boise jumps out to a 21-0 lead, and UCF comes back, not only wins, but they cover if you got five and a half. Yeah, and that's why I took uh, UCF in live plus the points at oh. halftime. I was like, they're going to get Dylan Gabriel and company. They, remember the opening drive, he throws a pick yeah. six. I mean, think about it, that's a 14 point swing in this game. I would argue that Dylan Gabriel may be the most exciting player in college football. This kid's unbelievable. The moxie, the toughness. I love watching him play. It sure looked like they were running a lot of Auburn offense there with Uncle Gussie, didn't it? <laughs> I, but did you? I felt like they played with a little bit of energy and enthusiasm that lacked mm -hmm. during the Josh Heupel era. I would agree with that. I want to go back to the Ohio State game. I thought P.J. Fleck did a great job of getting his team in a position to be competitive in yeah. the game. They slowed the game down early. Tremendous they kept job. it close. But a couple things. Into the first half, he has an opportunity to call a timeout, maybe with five seconds left, and try a Hail Mary. Yes, maybe didn't. you get a pass interference. Maybe you get a field goal. He just let the clock run out. And then at the end of the game, he did not use his timeouts to maybe force a punt. I was happy because I was like, I didn't think I was going to be in a position to get the push, so I said, I'll take it. By the way, I love your Ohio State. What are you, Glenn Mason? <laughs> I am. I am Glenn Mason. <laughs> he could recruit those running backs, I'll tell you that. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's a Malshaw. Coming up in less than five minutes, we've got Neil Everett, Sports Center LA, going to join the program, talk some college football, specifically Pac-12. Um, let's look forward to the big matchup tonight at 3 o'clock Pacific time. We get It's a great scheduling here because you get this game at 3, and then for us, Big Ten people, you get uh, Northwestern and Michigan State at 6 Pacific time. North Carolina goes to Blacksburg. This number steady at 5.5 a mall. This ticked down, got to 62.5, 63 yesterday, back up to 64.
Yeah, I, look, I lean towards North Carolina here, not playing the Tar Heels. Mike, again, I said it yesterday with Ohio State. It was not playing the Buckeyes. It was more of a play against Minnesota. This, to me, would be a play on North Carolina with some of it being against Virginia Tech, but I don't like laying this type of number on the road here. The one concern you have with North Carolina is they couldn't stop too many people last year, and if you're Virginia Tech, you got to be able to take advantage of that. On the flip side, the Hokies, a lot of question marks, particularly in the secondary last year. It did hurt them that Caleb Farley uh, had opted out, so we'll see if they can go on the road and get it done. But remember, Lane Stadium is not what it once was, and you don't have necessarily that same cachet when you go in there. If this were a night game five years ago, I'd say take Virginia Tech in the points, but not the same situation. Put North Carolina in a money line parlay. We'll talk about it a little later in the show. We'd like to join, be joined here and welcome in Neil Everett from SportsCenter in L.A. Neil, a friend of the program, friend of the network, has been on several times before, and a big, big, big idol of all the palm readers out there. Good morning, Neil. <laughs> hey, listen, you guys are like you guys are like a date where we, we had this great, we were, things were going so good, and then you abandoned me. You changed your number. I can't find you. <laughs> I like, and I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where, I'm not on social media to look for you. I go to I go to my serious channel. You're not there anymore. I go. Was it something I said? Was it what, what did I do? So I'm glad I'm glad that we're connecting again, and I hope you guys are doing well. That's our fault. I thought Bill eighty had called all of our subscribers and let them know where we were. That's the thing. We go to Twitter to try to find you. When are you going to get a Twitter account? No, no, <laughs> man. I've, I've you listen. I've I've held out this long. No need to screw it up now. I'm the, I'm the type of the guy. I'm the type of guy who's going to say the wrong thing and push send and wish I could take it all back. Neil, I love your take on that. I said Twitter's good for either pushing your business or getting fired from your p- current position. <laughs> I'll take uh, door number two, please. <laughs> yeah, or, or or preventing yourself from ever getting hired twelve years <laughs> later, twelve exactly. years or, or fired. Uh, Neil, a lot of excitement around the Pac-12. UCLA impressive against Hawaii, big date with LSU in the Rose Bowl. Your Oregon Beavers next week get to go to Columbus and see how good they are. Ducks. ducks. I'm sorry, ducks. Time out. Yeah, Time out. small small Time mistake. Out. Small slip slow, small Freudian slip. Small? I got this I got this <laughs> game at Purdue on my mind. Line. <laughs> <laughs> uh and and you know, some excitement with Clay Helton and Keevan Slovis in USC. Here's my question to you. Will the yes. Pac twelve get a team into the playoff this year? Yes, Oregon. Were Oregon's you... going to win at Columbus, and uh, and Oregon Oregon's got the team to get into the uh, the college football playoff. The four teams. So, Neil, for the record, we have not had the opportunity to meet in person. I'm a Maul show, but I'm an Ohio State guy, and unfortunately, I hate to say this, I agree with you. I think the Ducks have a great chance. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is the best player in college football, regardless of position. I think when you look at right in the secondary, people don't know how good he is and what this team has. I love Diane Verdell at the tailback position. My only question mark with this team coming into the season, and this is the big caveat I have with the Ducks, but I think they can overcome it because the weakness in Ohio State's defense is Anthony Brown. Only a 55% completion yeah. percentage at Boston College. But I love the way Cristobal is recruited. I love this team. I don't think people realize how good this offensive line is and overall the talent and the speed they have. Yeah, you know, I, I look back to, uh, and I hope you're right, from, from, from your lips to God's ears. Uh, and, of course, I've got to say Oregon's going to make it because, uh, you know, those, those, my grandpa was on the 1920 Oregon Rose Bowl team. So I, oh, wow. I am so in, into Oregon. I mean, it, it, it's sickening. Um, uh, Anthony Burr, you know, 
Chip Kelly, you know, he built he built Oregon up, and it was really, you know, Mariota got a lot of the pub and uh, and the uh, quarterbacks before that, but it was really his running game. And so um, they might be taking a page out of Verdell, Die. They got some other, they got some young cats too. They, they're they're deep at running back. Crystal Ball is an offensive line coach. If they don't ask Anthony Brown to do too much, I didn't like the way they went back and forth with the other kid at the end of the season last year because I think it, it, it well it definitely sent the other kid packing, and he's starting at Texas Tech. But yeah, I think you know. If, as long as they, as long as Anthony Brown stays within his limitations and they coach him within his limitations, and they've forgotten more football than I would know, so I wouldn't see why they wouldn't. Uh, defensive secondary is great. Sewell at linebacker is a monster. You mentioned Thibodeau. You know he's going to be a top five pick in the draft. Uh, he is such a dude. Uh, you know Oregon. You know, listen, you, you can't get trapped by Fresno State. I mean, sure it was only Connecticut, but they got one under their belt, and they're going to know a little bit about what Deruta runs defensively because he was there last year. Um, but if they can coach him up, man, I don't know why Oregon can't have a really memorable season. This is the mark of a true journalist right there. You see him, he put the caveat in there, you got to take care of Fresno State. What, are you kidding me? Just, Neil, what time is the flight leaving from Eugene? Come on, this game's over, it's done and dusted. They're going to destroy Fresno State. Jamal, you weren't impressed with what Fresno did against Randy Edsel's squad? I was, but I w- you know what? I would give them more credit if UConn had played in 2020. I, I hear you. We're speaking with, with Neil Everett, who, along with Stan Verrett, makes up the best palindrome anchor duo of all time. Neil, the game in the Rose Bowl tomorrow, UCLA and LSU. This game was four before the season. We saw it tick down to three and a half, three. Now LSU, only a two and a half point favorite. We're seeing money come in on the Bruins. How do you rate their chances at an upset tomorrow? Well, I think UCLA wins outright. I think... I think uh, the the showing they put on last week. This is you know he's got uh, Chip Kelly's got uh, you know the first three years have not been good. I I don't know. I'm a big Chip fan because of what he did at Oregon. I think LSU's got so listen. If they played this game later in the year, maybe not. But LSU, everything that's happened, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody that's been affected by the storm. Louisiana took it the worst. Uh, I just don't, you know, that that focus on football, that first game, uh, Kelly's got the offense, he's got a spread going. Uh, that could present problems to LSU. They got a new defensive coordinator, I do believe. Um, you know they had their they had their 15 minutes and that was with Joe Burrow's senior year. I think I think UCLA is going to win this game. I may be crazy, but uh, I, I I would take UCLA outright. Neil, I love the point you make there. I said Scott Woodward, the uh, the AD at LSU, should be facing a firing for scheduling a game against a team that's already played a game. I think that helps UCLA immensely. I know DTR didn't play particularly well, but you know this from week one to week two, you see the greatest improvement in an offense. And I think we'll see that with the Bruins. And then you got Max Johnson, the son of former NFL quarterback Brad Johnson, coming in first road game. UCLA has given away a ton of tickets, expecting a close to a full capacity at the Rose Bowl. I'm with you. I like the Bruins here. Yeah, I mean, uh, Charbonneau came out and put on a show last week. He's a big bruising back again, like we mentioned with the Oregon situation. That's you know, Chip had. Um, oh God, now I can't think of his name. Uh, uh, Oh, the kid who's got the uh, hamburger stands in Oregon now. Oh, God, I hope he's not listening. But Michael James, there he goes. Uh, <laughs> he has Michael James and all those guys running up there for him. And, he, you know, he's got a good stable of running backs. Again, quarterback plays within himself. He was rusty. Remember, he missed about eight days of camp or something. Uh, 
coming into that game. He's a fourth-year senior. I mean, Mike, he, he feels like one of those guys like uh, McNamara when he was at Syracuse but playing basketball. You're like, what is this guy in his eighth year here? That's the same, same way for the quarterback at UCLA. It's time for him to shine. When you look at his metrics, he's really highly ranked, and uh, if he plays within himself, they don't turn the ball over. LSU has, has so much on its mind. Can you imagine being one of those kids from back there, and you're wondering if your family's okay and your dog's okay, and, and, and you got to get to practice, and then you got to get on a plane and you got to fly out to 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 California. I don't know. It just seems a lot to ask of these kids this early in a season. Neil, you grow up in Spokane. Second year for Jimmy Lake at UW. How important is it for him this year and how close are they with Oregon in the Pac-12 North? I think Washington's going to be really good uh, this year because this is a big year for them because they have not recruited as well. They've lost a lot of their... Uh, a lot of the guys that, that they say, hey, we got to keep these guys, you know, that's what coaches say, we got to keep the best players in state. They haven't been able to do that. Um, and I think UW is going to be really good this year. I think after this year it might be a little a little uh, dicey. But I think Jimmy Lake's got to – Jimmy Lake's got to have a good year because they kept Jimmy Lake and they made it. So we got to keep Jimmy Lake because he's a great recruiter. He's a great recruiter and he's a coach in waiting and he's a coach in waiting. Well, the wait's over for his coaching and the recruiting has taken a little bit of a hit. So I think I think there's a lot of eyes on him in Pullman and there's a lot of eyes on old Nick in, in Washington State as well. I think Neil makes a great point there. There were two players in the top ten in college, uh, excuse me, in high school football last year. They both wound up at Ohio State. You got to get those in-state guys if you were Jimmy Lake and company. Neil, I want to briefly talk about the Trojans. You're based in Los Angeles. USC higher expectations this year with Keaton Slovis back under center. They open up with a tough game against San Jose State at home. San Jose State winning the Mountain West, very impressive last year. Nick Starkle and company back under center, had a game already under their belt. They're catching 14 here. I like the Spartans getting 14. And remember, two of the running backs from uh, we saw for USC now are in the Big Ten, Marquis Stepp in Nebraska, and then Stephen Carr in Indiana. Yeah, you know, USC has not been a strong swimmer early. And, um, and boy, Helton's got so much on, on the plate there. Um, Slovis, my man Slovis. It's, whenever we have Slovis in a highlight, here's a little inside the beltway. We call him my man Slovis instead of Keen Slovis because one day, when, one day I was doing the show with Keyshawn, and it was when Slovis had just come in. I think he came in. Was it Daniels who got hurt? And then Slovis came in and then. Yeah. Uh, show, showed up in the middle of the game, so so we're talking about we're, we're we're doing the highlight, or we're talking about USC on the air, and and right before right before we come on camera, Keyshawn goes, "What's that kid's first name?" And and he was so new, none of us knew it. Like we knew it was we we didn't know how to pronounce it, you know. He was so so Keyshawn does the highlight. He goes, "My man Slovis," and so that's so so he's been my man Slovis from from here on out. But my man Slovis has got to do some things. Helton's seat is so hot. Um, San Jose is no pushover. Uh, listen, USC better show up, or, or it could be rough right from the beginning for them. And and uh, yeah, I'm rooting for the Pac-12, so I'm rooting for USC on that one, which are words that I usually don't say often. Uh, Neil, Utah's always in the mix in the Pac-12. Kyle Whittingham yeah, just yeah. does such a great job. I think he might. He's a, maybe he's a top five coach in the country um, that doesn't get enough credit. Uh, Tavian Thomas had 100 yards last night, over 100 in their debut win against Weber. Is Utah a factor in the title race in the Pac-12? I think Utah always is for the reasons that you mentioned, Mike. That uh, I mean, Whittingham just looks like 
You know, he, he he looks like that undersized dude who played middle linebacker at you know Colorado State or something, and then you know led the conference in in blitzes and and sacks. He just there's something about him. He just he just he just reeks of football coach every time you see him. Uh, so I think as long as he's there, and uh, you know, I mean, he, he's the one he replaced Urban Meyer how many years ago, right? Mm. Yeah, he came in after Urban. Am I right? Yeah, 2005, first year. He's been there forever, you know, and they're always good. You can, you you know, you never, you know, listen, Colorado's been like, eh, Colorado's been up and down, and who's the coach this week? Utah is solid, man. They're always solid. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I never I never look past Utah. I, I would agree with both of you guys. Uh, Neil, I want to get your thoughts, and I know you're going to say this, and I think you're probably, Mike and I are in the same boat here. I like Oregon to win the Pac-12. They're plus 260. With that being said, though, Charlie Brewer, the Baylor transfer at Utah, I think is the best quarterback in the league. I think they're gonna, it's going to make a difference for this Utah team. I think they've got a great chance, and I think, uh, it, to me, we're potentially looking at uh, either one of these two teams winning the league this year. Well, listen, I don't have my – I'm going to show my ignorance. I don't have my, my, my sheet in front of me. But Utah's, Utah's the south. Oregon's the north, right? Yes. And they break it. Yeah. yeah, because we played we Oregon played Utah in the Pac-12 title game before. I would not be surprised to see Oregon and Utah in the Pac-12 title again. But then I wouldn't be surprised to see USC or UCLA in that on that side either. I would be surprised if Oregon wasn't there. I, I agree with you. Look, I, I mean, I hate to admit this because I'm a Buckeye homer through and through, but, I mean, I'm not biased when it comes to betting. I said to Mike last week right away, he goes, who would you take? I said it's Ducks and, two, and 10 points all day. It's the, To me, it's an easy play. Even if they don't cover, let's say Oregon somehow slips up and doesn't cover the 10. It's a play I make 100 times out of 100 just simply because Oregon can go with Ohio State across the board pretty much at every position except quarterback, in my opinion. Ohio State is favored by 10 in that game. That's what we had seen yeah. an initial number of. Yeah, yes. that, that was the look-ahead okay, number right. before I the year. I seen that number. Mm-hmm. I saw the 20 against Fresno, and I thought, well, that seems high. But, you know, it's always – I always look at it. Who, listen, boy, see, if they're they're giving you 10 in Oregon, then you got to take Ohio State, I think, because they're begging you to take Oregon. You know, I, I thought that number would be closer to six and a half, seven, and And then, then, then they're saying, who do you really like? They're giving you 10 points in Oregon? Oh. I mean, because I'm one of those. I, when I played, I was a contrarian player, so it's like I'm just looking at who are they? Who are they asking me to take? Then I'm taking the other team. Neil, is this a year a Group of Five team can get into the college football playoffs? I made a bet on Cincinnati at 14 to one to make the playoffs. I think if they can go to Notre Dame and win at South Bend and run the table in the AAC. That, uh, that that there'll be enough one-loss other conference teams, conference runners-up, that they have a legitimate shot to get in? No, I just think that's like, I think that's like a guy going to Gold's gym who shouldn't be at Gold's, who should be at, like, Planet Fitness. And they're like, they just turn their back on him and say, sorry, you're, you're a Planet Fitness. This is Gold's gym. I don't think, I don't think anybody from the, I, they're, just, they're not going to let it happen. They could go 20 and 0 and they'll figure out a reason not to let them in. I mean, I just, I think there's too much. There's the lights are low and the cigars are being smoked and the, the decisions are being made. Mike, I think that is a top five analogy, just like Austin <laughs> Stadium. If you haven't been there, check out a college football game. One of the top five venues, Neil, I'll say you guys are the second best venue in the Pac-12. I will always defer to Husky Stadium up in Seattle. Best backdrop in college football. 
Husky Stadium is beautiful. God, and I dislike the Huskies so much, but they have a beautiful, beautiful stadium. And, and Maul's right. If you've never been up there, and especially if you know somebody who's got a uh, got a boat oh, yes. and will put you out in the water before the game, uh, you, you'll have died and gone to heaven. But don't get mistaken because UW's not heaven. You have to go to Austin, though. Austin is good. Austin is good. You know, and you got to come to the Rose Bowl. You got to go to the Coliseum just because of the history. Neil, thanks for the time this morning. We'll send you our new number. We'll do this again soon. I really love you guys. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you. you. We love you, too. Great energy. Thank great enthusiasm. Thanks. Him and Stan Verrett on the sports that are off the charts. Great analogies. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> when we come back, we'll take a look at more of this weekend's college football slate. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Welcome back in the nuts. I'm Mike Palm and he's Amal Shaw. Amal, let's go to Austin, Texas, where Steve Sarkeesian makes his debut against Louisiana Lafayette. We talked about this game earlier. It hovered around eight, eight and a half. You can find nine in some spots right now. Are you still inclined to take more than a touchdown with Louisiana? You know, I didn't play this way. I would be. Uh, I think they're getting a little bit disrespected here. I think they've got 18 or 19 starters back. Billy and Napier's team is outstanding. Now, here's the one concern I have, Mike. 
and this is why I haven't gotten into this game yet, is because, excuse me, the Raging Cajun struggle to stop the run. And the best player in the Big 12, I know everyone's going to say Spencer Rattler, it's not. The best player in, in Big 12 is not Brees Hall or uh, Spencer Rattler. It is Bijan Robinson running back at Texas, a sophomore from Tucson. He is unbelievable. The key for Louisiana Lafayette is they've got to be able to slow down the running game. If they do that and they make Hudson Card beat them, they got a chance. Otherwise, they're going to be in some trouble. Not Josh Purdy. No. <laughs> none, of, none of those. Not, not Brock. No, Brock is not close to it. No. What's that kid's Heisman odds at Texas? Oh, it's not high enough. No? Because there's only been three running backs in the last 20 years to win the Heisman. Yeah, true. LSU-UCLA, we've talked about this game before. I'm going to play LSU on the money line, as we're going to see coming up here. I'm leery of this. The money keeps coming in on UCLA. And what you've talked about, having that game under your belt to get your timing down. I want to ask you here about the total in this game, 65 of them all. Uh, I don't have much of an opinion no. on this. I, I mean, I might look towards the under because I think the LSU's got four seniors back on their defensive front, that front line. They've got the best cornerback tandem in college football. I think when you look at it, it might be a little bit of a struggle for UCLA to score at the same time in terms of LSU's offense. I want to see what Max Johnson can do. I'm not sure how effective he's going to be. We'll see what the Bruins can do defensively. It's hard to gauge what they were based on playing Hawaii, but at the same time, I would make the argument that at least having that game under their belt gives them a little bit of just getting out there in live fire helps you out going into week two. Of the people that will be in the Rose Bowl tomorrow, Mo, yes. will more be cheering for LSU or UCLA? Oh, UCLA by a mile. Why, why, why? Because I think they travel very well, LSU. I think you'll have a lot of LSU fans here. Are you familiar with the economic conditions of the state of Louisiana? Well, they're, they're more than just in a few parishes there that follow this team. Oh, yeah, the whole state. They can have the whole state. Oh. No, but here's the other thing you're missing. UCLA has given away thirty to 40,000 tickets to youth groups and everything. I heard so about Cal that. I, so I, they'll, they'll be ready to roll. Yeah. Uh, Indiana, Iowa from Kennick, 1230 Pacific time tomorrow, uh, 230 Central, 330 Eastern. This line has moved three and a half, four, four and a half. It seems to be settling in at four with a total... 46. I'm yeah, on. I saw in our weekly picks that they get sent out on the email. I think somebody took uh, Indiana plus 18 and a half. I'm not sure where they're getting these numbers, but uh, the bottom line is to me, Mike, people are not respecting Iowa enough. They were number one in the nation last year in terms of possessions, allowing touch uh, points in. They were the fewest possessions they allowed points on. They were unbelievable defensively. They got a ton of guys back. I like this team a lot. I think they're going to be very effective. And you know, the one thing with Kirk Ferentz, I'm not a big Kirk Ferentz fan. But these are the types of matchups that generally done well, and they play their style of uh, football, and they're able to impose their will upon somebody else. Michael Penix is a terrific quarterback. Uh, Fry Fogel is a great receiver, but can the question is, can Penix stay healthy? I think I will be able to generate some pressure. When you talk about home field advantages in the Big Ten, is Kenick number one? No. And I say that because it elevates teams that maybe not be at the same talent level to be able to pull upsets at home. Ohio State has great talent every year. Yeah, that's a, if you go from that statement, yeah. yes, then I would say yes. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great way you phrase yeah. it. Mm -hmm. To me, there's three home field, four home field advantages in the Big Ten, mm -hmm. and then everything else is a precipitous drop-off. Uh, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Iowa, and, no, and not in that particular mm -hmm. order. But when you phrase it that way, and you know what? To your point, if you go back over the decades, I don't know if more big games have been lost by visiting teams in conference play than a Kinnick Stadium. Ohio State's done it. Michigan has done it. We, we, we've seen so many Undefeated teams. Undefeated Penn, Penn State, State team that was 9-0 and did it on a Saturday night, especially when they play a Saturday night game, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we always talk about I, I, My best friend and we talk about this all the time. You never want to go to Kinnick after October 15th and have that 3.30 start where the lights are coming on yeah. by 6, 6.30 in Kinnick Stadium. For whatever reason, you don't escape with a win. We, you referenced Camp Randall. Yeah. And we didn't hit it in the first segment because Neil, Neil called in a little early and we appreciate that. Penn State at Wisconsin. 
the Wisconsin people we've talked to all say the same thing. Every time Wisconsin is hyped up, they, they underperform. When they're not thought to do anything, they play better. This number now up, it's been four and a half for a long time, up to five and a half now. We're seeing Wisconsin money. They're minus 210 on the money line, a total of 50 here hosting Penn State. Yeah, I made a play on this game. Uh, I took the under 50 and a half. It's come down half a point. Now, Mike, these are two top 20 defenses. These two teams were outstanding. Even though Penn State struggled last year, when you look at defensively, Wisconsin was still a really, really good football team. The question is, can Graham Mertz, the quarterback of Wisconsin, and Shane, uh, Sean Clifford, the quarterback for Penn State, deliver? I don't believe in Clifford. I believe in Mertz more than I do in, in uh, Penn State's offense. And the other thing is, they don't use Jahan Dotson well enough. He's an elite player, in my opinion. they got to utilize him in space. I think Wisconsin wins. And by the way, this is going to be the best third-quarter jump around ever at Camp Randall. This is one of the Fox uh, big noon games. Noon Eastern, 9, 9 yeah, a.m. And they're Pacific. telling us the game will start at 6 a.m. <laughs> When we come back, we'll go through our picks for the weekend. is the perfect time to start planning your football contest strategy and the VSIN Pro Football Guide is the perfect way to start. Our experts have won major football contests all over Las Vegas. Our guide will give you insight on against the spread contests as well as survivor pools to give you the winning edge. Download the VSIN NFL Guide today for only $19.99 or get VSIN all access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. The, the daily email from, from Bill it's terrific every day with the guest best bets. Just make sure, you know, if you want to go back and look, if you think a number looks off or something, go back and watch the program. Sometimes they were future bets not available today, so you need to do a little bit of research there. Yeah, Michigan, but, you can't uh, but I don't think you make... should include those Yeah, because I, well, it's not I, readily available. I agree with you, but right now I'm giving a little uh, uh, caveat emptor here um, for, our, uh, for, our, for our listeners. Um, obviously, you can't get Michigan State plus seven and a half. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I, I think it should be something that's readily available to the average person. You know, I do Newhouse show every Friday. I never give you a line that's not readily, it's not available at the present time. I took Alabama at 64. I still think you take the under, but I said you can take it as low as 60. Yep. You know, it's 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 a dated number, so it's irrelevant to me. I've never heard you give a stale number. I want to start out with the picks. We have a lot of picks yep. over the weekend. Stuff going on everywhere. We have World Cup qualifiers. Obviously, the baseball pennant races continue, and our first full weekend of college football. Amal, where are you headed? Oh, I thought we were starting with you. Okay, no, no, we're going no. with I want to start with you. Let's go with Penn State, Wisconsin. Uh, currently sitting at 50, so you still take that one under 50. I think you take this game as low as 49. Mike, again, two elite defenses. Week one, offenses tend to struggle a little bit. Wisconsin, we know their game plan. I mean, you come off the bus for the last 25 years, you know what Wisconsin's game plan is. Same thing, run the football. Graham Mertz will take some shots when he's got an opportunity. Let's see how creative Penn State gets offensively with Sean Clifford and company. Uh, they're going to need Noah Kane to step up at the tailback position as well if they're going to get a road win here. Do you have an opinion on the side on this game? Yeah, it's in my place. Yeah, okay, I, then yeah. no, hold on. Okay, yeah. I apologize. Um, I, I couldn't touch this one. I'm, I'm staying away from that one. San Jose State going on the road. They already played a game. I like them catching 14 against USC here. Too many points. And here's the thing, Mike. If I get beat, I get beat. But you're going to need somewhere between 17 to 21-point win with Keaton Slovis and company. I'm just not seeing it right now um, for USC. I think it's going to be a tight, hard-forward game. I'm going to tell you right now, I would not be surprised at all at the end of the day if San Jose State pulls off the shocker. They got a chance. I'm not saying they're going to do it. 
But Starkle is a guy, remember, they played at AM. He's done well at San Jose State. They had a tremendous season last year. I think they continue that. They cover the 14 here. Sunday, let's go to the choke at the doke. But this time, I'm taking Florida State plus seven. I think they're going to win this game outright. I think they're going to beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame with about seven starters back. Kyron Williams, no quarterback play, two starters on offense. I know you and uh, Tim, Tim Murray uh, are big Notre Dame homers. but uh, well, I don't know where he gets it from. Yeah, I, I'm not sure either. But my, my thing is... Uh, have a little bit of realism on this team. Notre Dame. Well, they're not a top 10 team. They're not a top okay, 10 team. And, and that's why I said the AP poll should never come out until week, I mean, week and, six and, or and seven. Maybe by the end of the year, they get to be a top 15 exactly. or 10 team. But they certainly aren't right now. You can't lose the amount of talent that they lost from a college football playoff team who had an outstanding season and sit there and say, oh, they're just coming in. They're going on the road and landing a or touchdown. Or go from Ian Book to Jack Cohn. I don't care what your opinion on Ian Book is. But if you think that this is, this is an upgrade, you're wrong. Oh, uh, the only person who thinks this is an upgrade is Jack Cohn's family. There's no chance anybody else does. And then Monday night, Louisville, Malik Cunningham and company on the road catching 10. Matt Corral is going to score 40 points. But I think Scott Satterfield's team will be able to keep up offensively because that's the one problem we've seen with Ole Miss is on the defensive side of the ball. I like Louisville to put up some points here and keep it within the number. What's the total on this game? I'm 75. Ooh, big one. It's a terrific weekend with games spread out all the way from Wednesday to Monday. Yeah. All right, let's go around the world for the playbook. Start out with the 2-2 unit plays here. This number made no sense to me this morning. I looked at it. It was it's 126. I'm sure you're going to see some Astros. I wouldn't be surprised if the Astros are 140 or 145 by game time. I'm fading Arietta, and I want to make this key point. I'm listing both Urquidy and Arietta here because it's a play against Arietta. I would rather play this game against Arietta than get than a bullpen game for the Padres. Seriously, yeah. they're going to have a great bullpen. I, I don't want this price against the bullpen. I want it against Arietta. He's been absolutely awful. There's nagging injury concerns with him. I know they had no starters, and they had to pick him up. Urquidy minus 126, two units. And then Sunday, uh, World Cup qualifiers, um, Amal, North America, Canada, USA, under 2.5, minus 115. I don't know if you got to see any of that game last night in El Salvador, a 0-0 draw. But a very sharp man who's made a living betting soccer told me, Every single U.S. men's soccer game that has meant everything has always gone under. They they do, they are so good defensively. I didn't know if the U.S.s were being threatened by MS-13 in that game. I mean, they couldn't score. No. Couldn't get on the score sheet. El Salvador rarely advanced the ball past yeah, Happy. No, exactly. They controlled the whole game and never scored. It, it reminded me of a game I was just watching right now during the World Cup qualifying in Europe. It was it was just a similar situation. Phillies have gotten hot hot again after they dropped three out of four to Arizona, and now they go to South Florida to play the Marlins. Gibson's been very good. I think this is a short price on him as well. This gets into our one-unit place. Great comeback yesterday by the Phillies. Down 6 nothing. I think that bodes well as you go into the weekend series. You know I like Quantrill. This is a rematch of the game from last Saturday in Cleveland. They go play the Red Sox. who had a nice win last night. Rodriguez pitched great. Uh, and they beat McClanahan at the Trop. They go back up to Boston. This this game was 2-2 after five innings, and it was 2-2 after two innings in Cleveland. And I bet under six and a half in game their first five. I'm going to take under four at even money here. I love Quantrill. You know that. And Evoldi pitched well as well. Uh, I'm gonna. Here's my football parlay. It's all into one. I took uh, some small favorites on money lines. UNC tonight. Wisconsin minus 220 over Penn State. I like Iowa at home, but I don't want to lay three and a half. I'll lay the 170. And I still think top to bottom, LSU is a much more talented roster, and they'll expose Chip Kelly and uh, that defense in the Rose Bowl. That four-teamer plays four and a half to one of them all. You know what? I Look, I like your plays in terms of the sides in this one. I don't necessarily agree with you on the LSU, but the only thing I don't like about the parlay, you've got, in my opinion, three of the top four toughest games on the board this weekend. Here's the thing. If UNC loses tonight, I'll rebet the three-team parlay, too. And if Wisconsin, if Wisconsin would lose in the morning, then I'll probably try to find three and lay it with Iowa. I think UNC is the easiest of the four yeah, games. <laughs> maybe. 
Maybe you think LSU is the hardest of the four games? I really do, yeah. I yeah. All right, and then uh, also in qualifying in Africa in the World Cup, under two, minus 20, uh, Rwanda, Kenya, but neither of these teams scored in their first game. These African games, I now see some of them listing at one and a half for the game totals in these World Cup qualifiers. There just aren't many goals in this section of, of play. No, there really aren't. Uh, but i got to give you credit. You go globally here uh, and finding games all over. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in this one. I try to follow all over. We had Nigeria. It wasn't in the playbook because it happened earlier this morning. Nigeria under two and a half, and we got there with a the scoreless second half at a nice plus price, plus 135 preflop. So it, it, it's going to be an exciting weekend. What games are you lo- most looking forward to watching? I know what the games that we've bet, but there's only one evaluating team georgia clemson Clemson. can't wait to see that one i want to see i want really what i want to see is clemson's defense then i want to see alabama miami i want to see alabama's offense this game of the year number two months ago was four four and a half right Mm -hmm. georgia beset with injuries and now the number's down to three are you tempted to to play clemson even though you like georgia to win the sec no it's a great question and i uh, i'm going to stay away from this game because i just want to see the game look mike this is where the end game opportunities are so great you know ohio state yesterday at halftime was down uh four and they were a three-point favorite for the game. I uh, I laid minus 180 on the money line with Ohio State at half. That's a great bet. I just didn't think they were ever going to lose the game. No, and then once they got the offense rolling in that right, third yeah. quarter, it was over. I actually think you had an unlucky push. There. Even though there was a call that went against Minnesota with not the targeting. The I didn't bo- think that was targeting, by the way. Yeah, you didn't? No. Neither did Gus Johnson. He yeah. said incidental. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we'll look at the college games we haven't covered yet. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the largest offer of live in-play options, BetRiver Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Amal, let's cover some of the games we haven't had a chance to really hit on, at least yet today. Uh, the big matchup, the classic in Atlanta every year, as I call it, the Nick Saban Invitational. The U's going to travel north and take on St. Nick. This number has gone from an open a game of the year. This number opened up 14 and a half. That's Paul Stone me. said it's got to be 17. It's yeah. not. It's, it'll probably touch 20 by tomorrow by kickoff. I'm thinking. Uh, a, a big, big number here, and a total drifting down now at 61. Yeah, I would still take this number under. I played it at under 64, but mm-hmm. the current number at 61 is still a good take under. Mike, I think Miami is going to struggle to score against this Alabama defense. And the one thing you've got to remember with Nick Saban, he's not a coach that traditionally runs up scores on opponents. I think they get up pretty big. You could see like that USC type of game we saw a few years ago in Jerry World. I remember against Duke, too. They were up four touchdowns at half. I think they won 35-3 to three or something. Yeah, like that was a tight one there. I remember I had that game with Alabama. Yeah. Sweating that one. They were laying 30 and a half, 32 and a half or something like that. But, um, no, to your point, I, I agree. I think, look, when you look at De'Ara King, not a highly accurate passer. Cameron Harris, who averages about five yards a carry for the Canes, He's going to have to be extremely effective. I want to see how Bubba Bolden does. Uh, John Mechie coming in with a bit of an ankle issue. Let's see what they could do offensively. Evan Neal, the terrific left tackle for Alabama. He's back, but again, replacing three other starters on the offensive line. So we'll see how effective they are in the first game. And I can't wait to see Bryce Young in live action. We haven't touched on Oklahoma's opening game yet. I know we've talked about Oklahoma and your thoughts on their competitive games with Iowa State. You think Iowa State... Has a shot him in a Norman, but if they don't get him, they'll still get a reshot. Jerry World in the Big 12 title game. Spencer Rattler, your favorite, five to one for the Heisman Trophy. They up open up hosting Tulane. They're laying 31 and a half total, 68 and a half here. Amal. Yeah, remember this game is being played in Norman, mm-hmm. so that obviously bodes well for the Sooners. You're going to have a free home game for the, these guys. I wonder. I'm kind of curious how the money on the home attendance is going to work, but. Um, Oklahoma is going to absolutely boat race these guys. I love the Sooners in the first half, particularly Norman. Mike, I think they're going to be able to put up 28. Tulane struggles defensively against the pass. That is not a good recipe when you play a team like Oklahoma. I want to make a point about these games that get moved, both in location and by date. Uh, We had a couple examples. Let's say this Temple-Rutgers game was supposed to be played last night. All the rain with the hurricane, the flooding in New Jersey and New York. They're moving it to tomorrow. Check with your sports book when you make these bets. Each sports book has specific rules about whether games go as action or their refunds. 
For for us, there's a rule. If a game has to be played within eight days of scheduled here at Circus Sports or within 100 miles of the scheduled location. So Temple Rutgers is action. The game with Green Bay and the Saints is not. That's a refund, and it's reposted. You can rebet it. But because it's moved more than 100 miles from Houston to Jacksonville, if you bet that game already, you have a refund on your ticket. Great, great point you just made there. I'm sure a lot of people have that question, particularly with mm-hmm. the uh, with that game between the Saints and the Packers. Yeah. All right, let's continue to move on. This game's interesting to me because, you know, I like running football as an underplayer. Army's taken on Georgia State. Army famous for that triple option. Georgia State here, a small home favorite of two. This total was 51 down to 50 and a half. Right now, it sits at 50 or 49 in most places, I'm all. Yeah, Mike, this is not a game I'm going to get involved in. You know, one of the things that I try to do is I try to focus in on certain conferences and certain leagues. Georgia State is not a team I paid too much attention to. They've got everyone back on offense. This was a team that was fairly prolific offensively last year, from what I recall, but uh, not a game I'm going to get involved in here. It's going to be tough to stop that Army triple option. You know what I love about the service academies, aside from their discipline, is, Mike, they use four downs to get 10 yards. I wish more teams that are elite would do that because it's so hard. You know, when Minnesota was lining up on that fourth and one against the Buckeyes, I remember I was texting somebody and said, oh, I hope they punt here. And, and he's like, well, yeah, of course you want. No, I said, no, because they're going to get the first down. They missed a false start, I thought, on third down that got them to within a, a yard, right? They missed it like five yeah, times. Right? The, the ends are always moving early. Always. And right. I think they give them that. They do. They in college, in college now, they, they do. let the yes, tackles yes. move a half step 100%, early. Yes. Uh, but if they get that penalty, I didn't want it because I had the under. And I said, I wish they had called that penalty because I don't want this fourth and one. If they stop them, Ohio State will be in in two plays, and yeah. then this game could get out of hand. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we talked with Neil Everett, who was a guest on the show earlier about his Oregon Ducks. He thinks they're a playoff team this year, and they can win this game in Columbus. But first, they have to take care of business at home against Fresno State. The Ducks are laying 20-and-a-half here in this spot with a total of them all of 64. You know, I don't want to take Oregon here because Fresno State, again, has already played a game. It was against yeah. UConn. I don't even know if you call that yeah. a game, but that it is what it is. <laughs> but having been in the live fire, that helps. Uh, uh, hey, I, who, I'm, Hayner, I, I think I'm drawing a blank on the quarterback there for Fresno State. Ronnie Rivers is going to have to have a big day. Didn't play effectively against UConn. He's going to have to be better, but I don't think they're going to be able to slow down this team. And I'll tell you one thing to pay attention to in reference to the Ohio State-Oregon game. See how Anthony Brown performs under center for the Ducks. Because that's going to give you a real idea how well Oregon's going to be able to fare offensively outside of the running game, but in terms of the passing game. The Las Vegas kickoff classic starts back up again this year at Allegiant Stadium. We got a bunch of tickets for it, Hunter. We have uh, customers coming in, mostly from Arizona. Arizona's taking on BYU. I know it's a down year for Arizona. Their season win total set at two and a half. They're thought to be at the bottom of the uh, the Pac-12. Take on BYU in the neutral spot here at Allegiant in Las Vegas. Cougars are a 12-and-a-half-point favorite here at Mall with a total of 54. Yeah, this is a game I'm going to stay away from because I want to see how the BYU offense performs in this particular spot. Also, Arizona bringing in a new coach. Let's see if they can come out and be competitive here in this matchup against this BYU team. Um, you know, I, I wish this game was being played on Sunday because then I would have gone to the game. Yeah. But the fact it's that... Seven, that 7.30 kickoff. Here, oh. local time tomorrow night. Not a bad start time, but the problem is you yeah. got UCLA, U, uh, and... Uh, LSU and, of course, Georgia. 5 o'clock. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the 5 o'clock window. Did you watch any of that UNLV Eastern Washington thriller last night from Allegiant? I did not. Yeah, it was uh, UNLV rallied, forced double overtime, but they lost. You, you understand from a bookmaking's perspective, these games landed on totals and a lot of, of, of books it's got true. cited. The 14 was a side, right? Anybody that bet 13 and a half yeah. took Ohio State. The 6 was a side on the Central Florida game, and this ended up being a side because Eastern Washington closed a two-point favorite and won by two in double overtime. Yeah, there was another game where the total, uh, I think yeah. it was in the Boise game. I think it was 65. Pretty amazing how sharp these numbers can be sometimes. No no question about it. And same thing in that UC Davis and uh, uh, Tulane game. I mean, Tulsa game. 
Nevada takes on Cal. A lot of high hopes for UNR this year. Uh, terrific quarterback. They are an upset pick to win the, the Mountain West by several of the guys that wrote for the uh, RV and College Football Guide. Cal at home here in this game is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over UNR with a total of 52-and-a-half a mile. Yeah, uh, you mentioned the VEASAN betting guide. i got to ask Scott Seidenberg, when could Chase Garber score with the best of them? I, this is the problem with Cal. They don't have an offense. The, their defense is terrific, but they have only uh, four starters back on defense. Carson Strong and company. Romeo Dub should have a big day. Justin Wilcox is one of the best defensive coaches, in, in my opinion, in college football. Uh, I would lean towards taking the points here, Mike. Not going to play this game. I'd say this is a game where if you're getting points over a touchdown, any point in the end life, either side, you take either side. A Big Ten kicks off the conference schedule this week. One of the games that we haven't touched on, uh, West Virginia against Maryland. Uh, West Virginia, a small road favorite here of two and a half with a total of all of 57 and a half. Yeah, I, I personally don't like the job Neil Brown has done so far in Morgantown. This team is not trending well here. Uh, Terrapin's catching two and a half at home. The number has come down. Um, I, I Look, Maryland's one of those teams I could never bet on or bet against. West Virginia, I've not been involved with any of their games in the last two years. So this is a stay away spot. Mountaineers were a big team that I used to bet on for a long time or bet against. I, I always loved the really? Morgantown. Yeah, even when Greer was there and 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 they played in the, you know they play in the Big Twelve. You you bet a lot of Big Twelve games. Well, the thing is with West Virginia was always a tough home environment. Mm. Now the last few years it's dropped off, but when you used to go to Morgantown, that was a raucous crowd. Yeah, uh, Oregon State travels across the country to play Purdue. Um, Big year we've talked about for for Steve Brom at Purdue whether he's got to, he's got to put together a season here or how much longer will his tenure be there at West Lafayette. Purdue's a touchdown favorite at home, pretty high total here, sixty nine. Yeah, it is a bit of a high total, but remember Oregon State can't stop too many people. And I'll tell you, the loss of Jamar Jefferson, who went pro uh, or you know finished up his career at Oregon State, going to put a lot of uh, pressure on Gebby, the quarterback there, to be effective. I, Mike, I don't think this game necessarily gets over the total. If this game were played in week four, I would say yes. But right now, early on, I'm not a believer or buyer into that right now. And a big year for Jonathan Smith, the head coach of Oregon State. He's really struggled. They've got to get on track. And same thing as you alluded to with Jeff Brom. This is a, I'm going to tell you right now, whichever team loses this game, I can see probably their coach ends up getting fired at the end of the year because this is the type of game both of these programs expect to win. Interesting for Purdue. They don't open up in Big Ten play here. One of the few teams that don't get a conference game to open up. Closing thoughts on Georgia-Clemson, what this game means to both programs. I think it means more to Clemson because the schedule is weak and the ACC is weak. I think for Georgia, if you lose a tough game, you you got to make sure you don't get housed because you don't want to mentally to have a drop-off. Amal, we've had 165 episodes of The Nuts, all under the direction of one Jacob Roach. Jacob is moving on to other projects here at VEASAN, and we wanted to have uh, express our thanks and have a few closing thoughts about his tenure here with our show. Yeah, I just want to thank him for everything he's done. He's done a tremendous job. I, I can tell you right now, the amount of hard work he has put in over the course of these uh, eight, nine months here has been tremendous. Constantly keeping us updated with information and preparing us for the show. It's it's very hard to do because one of the things is, you know, you have a full-time job at Circa uh, in terms of overseeing not only this property, but the Golden Gate and the D as well. Me, I just don't like to be disturbed the other 23 hours of the day, so he's got to deal with me. So it's a challenging situation, but he always pulls through. And really, the the best thing I can say about him, one of the hardest workers I've ever been around. I have a tremendous amount of respect and affinity for him. He knows just in some of our conversations off air uh, how much I respect him and I, what a wonderful person I think he is. Well, to take you behind the scenes a little bit, when they first started talking to us at the end of, of 2020 about yeah. doing a show together, we, we got together and had a conversation, and we came back and we said, look, 
Um, we'll do the show, but we want Jacob Roach or Kelly Bedlin to produce the show because we think that is going to be the best outcome for us, obviously. 100%. And we really respected the hard work that both of those guys did. And I'm, I'm certainly happy with the choice, and I'm happy that Jacob's been able to launch the show for us. You know, this picture here they put up, he's got a nice haircut, but Jacob is known for his long, flowing hair. He related a story to me when he was 16 years old in Valparaiso, Indiana, and he asked his dad for a car. And his dad turned to him and he said, I'll buy you a car, Jacob, but you've got to get your hair cut. And Jacob said to him, but dad, Jesus never got his hair cut. And his dad said, and he walked everywhere he went. Jacob, thank you. Congratulations early on the success you'll have on other shows. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Betting Across America is next. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.